Just showed up for this. Yeah. So uh we had a fair what we're gonna do here. If we blow past the cap, I'm assuming, Jim, that you guys are thinking about that in the in the back. Uh it's also right. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a welcome in a second. Uh I apologize to everybody that I'm wearing these dorky low bat uh headphones, but you I you look ridiculous, man. I do look ridiculous, but this is how I always look when you and I do the secret show. Uh my my fancy AirPods, the battery has died. Um, I guess you're supposed to charge them more than once every two months. Um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, briefly, welcome to anybody here who is we new. On? Welcome to Thursday Night Bulwark. Uh, no, it's okay. I have to pair them and everything. But thank you, babe. We're on. Uh, We're live. We're yeah. good. Yeah. We need a green light, we okay? So, uh, welcome to all the new people who are here. We have a big show today talking about the ascension of Finland to NATO and some really interesting proposals <laughs> on the banning of TikTok. And so we're going to get to all of that and dig in in a Never. minute. But first, we want to talk about entitlement reform. Sarah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, for real, for real, this was supposed to not be a show. I was supposed to be doing an AMA with people. Something like 2,000 of you have already Wait, put questions in the AMA was, for me. I was muted. Justice for Gwyneth. That is our big law news. Okay, very good. Uh, I will continue the AMA after the show. So after the show, I'm going to go and sit down and, and answer all of your questions. So come and join me over there. Okay, uh, Amanda, can I just start with you? Because I feel like you need to get off of your chest. Yes. What? Because you're going to hear it for the next, I don't know, 24 hours, nothing but... Hush money, hush money, hush money, hush money. And you would like to tell the people. This isn't about hush money, is it? This is not a case about hush money to a porn star. I understand that is what the media says because it's complicated. And that's what they latch on to for ratings because they get to say porn star in every headline. That is not what this case is about. This is a case about Donald Trump's illegal scheme to suppress damaging information and deceive voters before the election, okay? Information suppression, deceiving voters. That is what this is about. This is why we have campaign finance rules. That's all complicated. But the point is, is that he wanted to suppress damaging information about his relationships because he knew it might have cost him the 2016 election. These women, these porn stars of terrible reputation make terrible lifetime choices. They shot their their stories before October 2016, okay? Donald Trump realized it was a problem right then. Why? Because he knew it would cost him the election. That's why Michael Cohen and David Pecker at the National Enquirer were running around doing his dirty work at Donald Trump's behest. So just drill this into your head. I'm going to keep saying it. It is about suppressing damaging information before an election to deceive voters. Okay, and if you need more about why this actually matters, this is just one of the stories about Donald Trump's election criminality. Okay, election criminality. It started when he was campaigning, when he did the whole Russia, if you're listening, trying to solicit dirt about his opponents that got him, you know, the whole Mueller investigation. It has to do with Ukraine when he was squeezing the poor Ukrainian leaders to try to get information on Biden. It has to do with January 6th when he incited an insurrection and got impeached. And so now it's landing him in court. The full thread through all these stories are, yes, his lies, as Jonathan has written really eloquently about, 
but it is about election criminality. So there is my messaging advice to all of you. Go forth and win your arguments. All caps Amanda is the best Amanda. Uh, Sarah. Sorry, I just had a tweet that we're live right now and that Amanda is crushing it. Oh, as as she is. So, uh, Sarah, happy fuck around, find out Thursday to you. Uh, What are your thoughts on the world in which we have just entered where former presidents are indicted? Don't bring me down. What? Don't bring me down. I can't interrupt her before she even starts. No, he's right, though. He knows where I'm going. The problem is he knows where I'm going with this, which is that I don't love this as the first indictment. I was actually a little happy when they went on hiatus because I thought that maybe Georgia or the special counsel, I thought one of those might come in before this one, which I thought was going to be better. Um, I take everything Amanda says. I think that Amanda is absolutely correct. I also think that framework has not sunk in. I think Amanda is one of the few people that is putting that... Uh, very correct uh, framing around this. And as a result, to have the le- the weakest of the cases be the first indictment is not the is not my favorite. Um, but, you know, I do, I run something called the Republican Accountability Project. It was forged in the wake of January 6th. I am a big believer in accountability. I do not think that you can run a democracy without there being accountability. I think that the fact that Donald Trump's widespread criminality across multiple, just in, in, in lots of different ways has been allowed to persist. And we have felt sort of helpless in the, in the face of it has, has caused us to doubt that the rule of law exists in this country, that we can hold powerful people accountable and that that's been a problem for us. And so, uh, I'm for it, Tim. Um, but I also, you know, I think that we have to be realistic about what this is going to do. And, you know, I think that there's sort of a there's sort of a cheap way to say, like, well, this helps Trump. You know, there's I, I'm, you know, arguing with Eric Erickson and some of these folks on Twitter because they. Oh, want that's a great use- idea. Good. I'm so glad you're spending your time on that, Sarah. I understand. Uh, oh, OK, Mr. G- Mr. Trig Palin joke. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Well, I know we've all <laughs> sinned in this regard. We've all sinned in this regard. But right. But they want to add this to the idea that, like, the libs made me do it. Right. That that that. By doing these things, that that this is the reason that people will uh, rally towards Trump, and therefore it is is the indictment's fault, and that of course is ridiculous. Okay, there is no one to blame but Republican primary voters if this helps Donald Trump. If the idea that indictments help him, if that's true, and I think it kind of is, that is a also an indictment of Republican primary voters. Um, but I don't think that the practical implications can be entirely ignored. Um, is the one thing I'm saying. Sorry, Tim. I'll let you have, pop your champagne. I also didn't know we were going to do this, and it was happy hour tonight, so I also had a couple drinks. I'm just going to throw that out there. My cheeks are a little red, um, <laughs> but uh, that is my feeling on it. Bill Crystal, because I didn't want to make Tim wait until last, because uh, you know it's like edging. You just want to like keep right out there. Okay, I, I think I know so, what that means. I don't want to know what it means. It's just I don't know that what you that say that. Means. Bill, on to Bill. I'm Talk just putting that out me. there. So me and Sarah, even, don't I, I didn't me. even hear that. I know I, I didn't bad. hear that. I'm just going to say that in court. <laughs> I was distracted during that part of it. So <laughs> I want to begin by saying about this case about paying hush money to a porn star. Just kidding, Amanda. I just said that. <laughs> <Amanda. Go, Amanda. laughs> oh! <laughs> I mean, let's not forget 
the fact, you and JBL are both fact, in the bathroom. It is still an uncontested fact that he paid hush money to a porn star the month before the election. I mean, there's going to be a lot of st- talk about the legal. No, and I'm still making your point really here, which is there'll be a lot of talk about the ins and outs of New York misdemeanors and felonies. And is it quite, you know, how easy is it going to be to convict and with someone else? But we, we do know for an absolute fact that he paid this money the month before the election and Michael Cohen testified and went to jail for doing it because it was to influence the election result. Now, whether he gets off in a sense on technicalities, the rule of law is important, he should have a fair trial, et cetera, et cetera. I myself was pretty skeptical about this a couple of weeks on TV for this kind of, I talked to lawyers who were like, this isn't the strongest case, either in terms of the importance, substantive importance in a way, or in terms of the legal strength compared to the documents or January 6th. But um, I actually been struck talking to a couple of lawyers just now that it may have gotten, the case may have gotten stronger than the conventional view of what the legal situation was. It looks like it may be more than just Stormy Daniels. They may have tied it all together in a way that Amanda sort of points to in terms of it really being election interference in a more fundamental way. So I, I'm, I'm adjusting from slightly Sarah-like skepticism to slightly Tim-like uh, ebullience and joy. Timmy? Go ahead, buddy. I am Have at it. Show me everything. I'm, I'm happier drinking? than I thought. So I got to tell you, um, people here, the Bullard Plus members will get to see my uncut joy because I pre-taped. We're just, I'm going to give everybody a little, just see, see what happens behind the curtain. Because I'm moving, I pre-taped a Trump indictment, not my party. <laughs> and I just, and so it's going to drop tomorrow morning. But I just, my heart wasn't in it. You know, my heart wasn't in it. I taped it. I was Sarah-esque. I was analytical. <laughs> You know, I was analytical. I was talking about all the things Sarah said, which are right. Like I was doing political analysis and maybe not the right first one. And who knows, it might help him in the primary. And I heard that the news happened and I just, I just am filled with glee. This motherfucker, this motherfucker. <laughs> have you seen the Central Park Five guys? Uh, yeah, that was great. That was, that was great. This, mother, this motherfucker has been stiffing people over and, and breaking the rules. And, and and demagoguing about black people who commit crimes for 40 years, 40 years, four decades. And, and he's been paying off, you know, prosecutors. You read Maggie's book, Confidence Man. He's been working the DA's office in his favor for four decades. OK, and and we all know he also attempted a coup. Okay, you attempted to do coup. that. Who like among to see us? Him indicted for that. Love to see him indicted for democracy. that. And it's about fucking time that he gets the mugshot. Okay, it's about fucking time. And you know, I've only been waiting for ten years. The Central Park Five dude has been waiting for forty years, but he deserves this. He deserves every little bit of it. He's been breaking the rules. Is this the biggest rule he's ever break broken? No, no, he's broken bigger rules than this. But hopefully, those those are coming. Hopefully those indictments are coming and we can have more champagne and more emergency live streams and, and listen to the indictment playlist more times. But but nobody deserves this more What's than on your indictment playlist? Oh, yeah. Well, this is the first. Indictment. I think it is important that we call this the first yes. indictment, right? And I this will be the first, first indictment. indictment. It, it, I want to revisit that point. I also want to revisit that point. Time, nowhere to run when the levee breaks. A lot of great songs. It's about time. It is about damn time. And, and you know, hopefully it is the first indictment. It should be the first indictment, right, Jack Smith yeah. and, 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 and Bonnie Willis. And so I think that we can be happy. And, and I don't, uh, look, I don't, 
you know, for anyone that's like, well, I'm worried about the politics and this and that. Um, this is my Bill Crystal. I was with Sarah earlier. It's my Bill Crystal. Next November, Donald Trump is not going to be the president because this indict because the Stormy Daniels indictment went first. Okay, like that's not going to be the reason why he wins or loses this primary. It is not. He deserves this. He has to surrender. I love that word. It's fucking alpha male. He's got to surrender himself to New York. I really love that word, and um, and I and I'm gonna enjoy it. I think we should all enjoy it. Uh, he's punished us all enough, and uh, and I and I won't be, I won't have my joy mitigated or rained upon. I want to go back to the point that Sarah I, I wants think to we're rain on this. Sim here, you know. Right? No, others do. Others do. This is a happy. Part. I would this like to recommend life. Leah Michelle's Glee version of "Don't Rain on My Parade" for you. It's excellent from Glee. <laughs> I, will, I will mark that. Go, go ahead, Amanda. Yeah. Okay, enough, enough song and dance. Um, I want to go back to the point that this is supposedly a sad thing for the country that this is the first one. Because I do think a lot of people are feeling weird about it. Well, if it is the first one, how would this look if this were the last one, right? If this were the last one, it would look like piling on. But this is just going to, if okay, if we go through the obstruction case and whatever happens with the Department of Justice, and Georgia, if this came later at the end, I think it would look like an add-on. But this is the first. We're going to go through, like, this is all going to get muddled together. Like, we are going through a s- indictment season. This is the kickoff. And again, it's about election criminality, not small stakes. And CNN is reporting that they're talking about 34 cases of falsifying business records. Okay, that's a pretty big deal. If you feel weird about porn, you know, hush money, well, it's not about that. Well, can you get on board with the fact that he falsified multiple business records? You know, allegedly this has got to pan out and people get prosecuted for that in New York all the time. Like, can you not get on board with that as the first indictment? I think that's pretty easy. So what do you guys say to the people who, uh, who, who are, well, you know, this just, this shouldn't have been the first one. Because I look at that and I'm like, I don't know. We, you don't the get alternative the is that we have our prosecutors colluding with each other in across jurisdictions to, like, I mean, this is just the way the cookie crumbles, right? So I think I think that's right. This is just the way it's going, um, and I think we can accept that. But I think that in a perfect world, the January sixth case or the Georgia case, where the indictments are really around uh, inciting the insurrection uh, or putting pressure on the Secretary of State to find votes feel bigger and more existential to get him on. I think, look, I'm never going to be able to turn off my like PR hack brain. And sure. t- to whomever said this, I can't remember. It might, might've been Bill or Stormy Dan or uh, might've been, uh, Bill was- Bill Crystal play. or Stormy Daniels. Daniels. No, 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 One no. of them. But these we are blur, all- We blur in mind. No, I understand, you know? Amanda. I think, I think your framing, Amanda, I said this at the top, your framing is very good. But I think that the porn star thing is just one of those things that makes people take it less seriously. I think if it was at the end as an add-on, it actually would be a good sort of like cherry on top to the whole thing. But I think that the serious crimes that people can't shrug off because it has the word porn star in it, from a PR standpoint, from a how does the country take this, right? How does the right-wing media uh examine this like to give them well, we should get into that well but, but, but we should right because like they feel confident defending him on this one in a way they don't feel confident defending him 
on the one where there's a taped phone call of him saying, find me 11,000 votes. Yeah, but right now they're already at like, this is Pol Pot and we're a communist country, third world. Like, where are you going to go from here? Where, so where are they going to go from here? Amanda, uh, can we pivot off of that? Because uh, we, uh, we've been collecting... We've been collecting on our Slack some of the reactions. Hmm. Uh, the more. most interesting thing is Ron DeSantis saying that Florida will not assist in any extradition request. So I guess yeah. law and order again is just sort of Cuba. You know, Where are we extraditing him from? I'd like to field this one. I've, I, I, I have a friend that's a prosecutor in a state who's actually does extraditions um, from hmm. state to state. And so I called I would him totally watch that. I was like, what is the deal with this? And so... You know, usually this is a perfunctory matter, right? It's yeah. like New York indicts somebody that robbed a bank in New York who flew to Georgia. Georgia is like, okay, we got him here. We're going to send him back to New York, right? It's, perfunct it's perfunctory. Now, the, the question was, if Trump refused to surrender, which he is surrendering, like that word, um, then, then New York <laughs> New York would have had to uh, you know, extradite him from Florida. So DeSantis preempts this to try to be tough guy. You can, and he wrote this, really, it was really fast. So this was in the can, you know, it was, he, right. he saw the negative feedback from MAGA world about how he didn't defend Trump tough enough the first time. So this is in the can. It's like, I will not cooperate with New York, which is really, I don't know if it's unprecedented, but it's extremely unusual, right? Um, and so the interesting political item of this is then Trump's lawyer, uh, you know, Joey Tapioca, um he said to cnn we're gonna surrender right and i do think there's an interesting political question there which is like might trump have you know played a little bit of chicken with new york had it not been desantis right he did not want to let desantis have maybe he wouldn't have that there are a lot of other legal issues maybe he just has to do this he feels like he has no choice i don't know but but it's an interesting it's an interesting question so desantis puts it out but it's it's already moot right trump's Trump's team has already right. put out. A I mean, assuming assuming Trump really goes there, which I assume he will. I mean, it's pretty unprecedented to try to ask a governor of one state. I mean, unless it's literally like, I don't know, a southern state in 1923 governed right. by the Ku Klux Klan coming after, a, you know, a black person who's innocent in the north. Maybe right. some governor would say, well, wait a second, I need to see more evidence. But now this is DeSantis' ridiculous, pathetic kind of performative attempt to show he's a tough guy. So it's authoritarian. Possible. But incidentally, right. not to take, so you shouldn't take it seriously. But, and Trump, correctly, I mean, in this case, Trump gets to be I'm playing by the rules. This guy, Bragg, is out of control, you know, Soros-based left-wing Democratic prosecutor. I'll go up there. They're going to equip me anyway. You know, I get Trump gets to sort of have a little bit of the best of both worlds. And DeSantis, if you just took it literally for a second, though, since it is actually a tweet in his name, it's more of a violation of the rule of law than anything Trump has done. Trump has been presumably indicted by a grand jury and is going to go, quote, surrender him, as you must do in the United States of America if a grand jury lawfully uh, indicts you and requests uh, the DA requests your presence for the pre presentation of the charges or however that's you know, the legal terms are. And DeSantis is literally like John C. Calhoun here or something. I'm the governor of this state and I'm going to block a lawful action in another state. The whole way the U.S. works is that one state respects the legal actions of another state. Otherwise, it would be kind of chaotic here. It would be kind of like, you know, it it is. I mean, it's so. So DeSantis, in his stupid attempt to be cute and you know tough guy, is actually showing utter contempt for for any normal process of the rule of law. Maybe also not. Anyway, it's. it's Do you just, think this yeah. will give any of our anti-anti-Trump DeSantis stand friends pause? 
Yeah, well, you think that <laughs> yeah, Nashville View will criticize DeSantis for that? I don't know. You know. Oh. This has never happened before, though. When it when we have never indicted a sitting or former president of the United States. Right. There's no precedent for it, and so I just I it's like a real thing, and I so like I I agree with the accountability. I'm here for it. Uh, but we should recognize for a second, like how momentous it is. It is historical and like first time it ever happens for somebody who is corrupt along so many different factors is this one, uh, whatever I've made that point. So but also gonna, this is the least but, surprising thing ever, right? This is when Trump started running for president and won the nomination. The idea that this guy could wind up indicted as either a sitting president, this was, it's not like. Like, oh, my God, it turns out he pulled his face back and there's a lizard underneath. Like, right. this is his move. Everybody knew it. This is, sure. you know, all of the reporting for 40 years has been that this guy is basically a corrupt mafioso. Sure. But and isn't this the tax evasion? Isn't this getting Capone on tax evasion? And maybe maybe it is. But the, the people are now and acting history, history as has if judged like, that. Okay. oh, got him. I don't think history, <laughs> history is condemning <laughs> them for him. getting Capone on tax evasion is so yeah yeah uh, i think so the, uh, some of the backlash that we should discuss and you know be worried about is that this is not only unprecedented when it comes to indicting a former president but he has you know a house of representatives that will have his back and so how does yes. that unfurl well, they will. there when you've had people already threatening to bring bragg uh in, in front of congressional hearings hold investigations of another investigation like what does that look like when you have the house of representatives investigating the ongoing investigation of a former president is ham handed and wild as that might be like, does Bragg have to show up? Why would he? And also like, I kind of think, well, you know, not, not that he should, but what does he have to hide? Like, you know, Jim Jordan is like, we're going to put you under oath. Well, hello, everything he's doing is pretty much under hey. oath right now. So whoopie do, I don't know. What do you guys think? Pollyanna about this too. I, I, I think it's great. Bring Alvin Bragg down. Bring Melvin Bragg down. Let's have some hearings. Kevin McCarthy, let's have some hearings. Let's 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 bring Liz Cheney through as well and Kinzinger and let's rehash January 6th. Let's rehash Donald Trump illegally covering up the fact that he put his little penis in Stormy Daniels like like in order to try to win an election. Let's rehash him trying to get votes out of Georgia. I just think these guys, this is a losing game. Were they not awake in 2022? Like, did they not hear from the voters from what they wanted? Like that Donald Trump now, this does not mean that there's not a long-term risk about who, you know, there's a, who knows what happens. Joe Biden's old, like economy. We don't want to play with fire with Donald Trump being the nominee. I, I hear that. But the Republican party brand with writ large is not going to benefit from I agree with that. a bunch of hearings and bringing Alvin Bragg down for a fucking, you know, banana Republic type hearing. I I'm just like, great, bring it on, Kevin. What do you do? What is Kevin doing? Yeah, I'll be like, real quick. This what is bad this. though? They're they're not defending Trump. They're attacking the judicial process. Right. Yeah, and well, that is disturbing. But, but here's but let me so let me just take Tim's side for a second. A lot of this, so one of the things I've been arguing, I've never liked this is the first indictment, but for me, part of how this goes depends on what the next the cadence is of the rest of it. So if this is the first domino in a quick series of dominoes, right? If Georgia happens and then January 6th happens, that quickly takes us off. My, my concern has been that we sit in this case for a very long time. But if we don't, 
and we get some of these indictments sort of following on pretty quickly, I think we find ourselves fast in a place where Trump is in an, an immense amount of legal peril. Um, maybe not jail legal peril, but like it's just so much stuff. Uh, I continue to think it has a lot of positive benefits for him in a GOP primary, but I think long-term it is bad for him. It is bad for the party. They can try to hold Hunter Biden hearings, but like the media 24 seven will be focused on the legal problems that Donald Trump is presenting and like which one's going to land him in jail. And so to me, like a big question is what's the gap between this one and the next one? I think I think it's not going to be that great. I think Georgia is probably in May, and I've got to think the document, the classified documents indictment by Jack Smith comes very soon. Also, January sixth maybe a little later, but I think we're looking. What do I know? But all in, I'd be kind of amazed if you know, if we don't get indictments on all four areas by July. I don't know, latest September. So I think pretty quick as these things go, it'll feel a little slow to us. But as Tim says, once you look back, and it will be then unprecedented in this way too. We'll have a primary contest, a real contest. You know, Trump's ahead, but DeSantis is competitive. And there are these other characters lurking out there who conceivably one of them could make a run. It, in the midst of the leading candidate, who also was the former president, who was also Donald J. Trump, being like having two or three or four, I think, legal things going out at once. I mean, is it even, it's not even like a normal, it doesn't even resemble a normal primary, right? It's like the, the, the number one guy is busy fighting the entire de- legal, as he'll put it, the Democratic party soros dominated legalist biden doj legal establishment as normal people would put it he's fighting the rule of law in the united states of america it sort of dwarfs everything else and i can argue that one either way does that help him he's the guy he's the fighter on our side he's the champion of everything we stand for against the people we hate and all these other people are little pipsqueaks by comparison maybe uh and he's unjustly persecuted and blah 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 or yeah, it's too much baggage. It's a little much. It's the death of a thousand cuts. We can't really nominate this guy. Let's just move over to DeSantis. That's clearly will be more of a, a Republican establishment, you know, type view. But I, I could sort of, it could play either way, don't you think? I really feel like it's very. Nope. No, you think it just helps Trump, basically. Yeah, it probably. Just don't look, it's, you know, it's like you know? everybody running. It's like everybody running the wall to wall coverage of every Trump rally in 2016, right? He'll be. Every, you, know, you know, when he's in court, it's dominating all of the network news thing. Uh, and it look, the fact that all of these other guys are going to have to be defending him as they are, right? As they as they already are, right? You know, what, yeah. what, no, it's not like that's... they can say, you know, uh, what are you this guy over here? You're going to nominate him. He's a crook. They can't say that because they're afraid of their voters. DeSantis and... is going to campaign on pardoning Trump like tomorrow. I, I would not be surprised at all. That's a good that. thing for him to campaign on. I know. That's I just thought of it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but from Trump's perspective, again, I think he's framed this all very smartly. But, you know, yeah. what he says is he says, look, they're not coming after me. <laughs> they're coming after you. I just don't know if that's true. I, I, I think maybe it's true. Is there a shirt that says Tim would... is always right? <laughs> no, there isn't a shirt that says Tim is always right. But I'm just saying maybe it's not true. Right. I. I guess here's why JVL's right. Here's why it's probably true. Because the you you can already see them uh you know jumping into action right now. Jesse, I'm just scrolling Twitter. Jesse Waters and Josh Hawley are out there. McCarthy is defending him. Tucker is talking about threatening violence. He's got Vivek on there who's ostensibly running against Trump, and they're they're talking about the same thing, right? So so because of their actions, I'm gonna be Bill Crystal for a second, a handsomer Bill Crystal. It's contingent. <laughs> right? Like it's can like 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 but may but did it have to be like that? 
And if Donald Trump really gets indicted by three different jurisdictions, which seems quite likely. Let me tell you this. Uh, if might, Ron DeSantis, might not the people in Sarah's focus group, Sarah, you're nodding, might not some of the people in your focus group have been convinced by the man. He's getting a little bit of a tough shake here, but boy, we really, like, if we're going to stop this communist Joe Biden, we can't have the guy that's been indicted by three jurisdictions. Like, if their media figures and their leaders were saying that, like, they, I think they could have been convinced to that. If Ron DeSantis came out and took a semi-hard line on Trump today, then in a week he'd be at 13%. He would bleed, because because again, remember, Half of DeSantis's people have Trump as their second choice, right? It's not like, you know, we, like this is uh, all and all those people, if he went wobbly on the Trump stuff, they would rush right back. I mean, we could test dying. this proposition. Liz Cheney could test this proposition by entering the race and saying, I'm yeah. the one who said he's a criminal and he is a She's criminal. She's ahead of Nikki Haley. Yeah, no, she would get to <laughs> 10 or 15. I don't think she'd get to, to two. two. Three to two. Okay. That's a win. A lead is a lead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what do we, I mean, so Asa Hutchinson has been sort of more inside. Asa Hutchinson has gone as far as, and this, to be honest, this is all I really would ask of Republicans. I don't need them to be where we are. I would be grateful for any normal, anonymous Republican congressman to simply say, uh, yeah, it's a sad day for America. Uh, I haven't seen the indictment and we got to let the legal system play out. And I have faith that uh, if the former president is is innocent, then a jury of his peers will acquit him. And if he's not, then justice will be done. And uh, we're just going to have to look and see what the evidence is. That's all I want. That's all I want from Republican members of Congress. I don't want them to be never Trumpers. I don't want them to, to be Liz Cheney even. I mean, it'd be nice if they were Liz Cheney. But, uh, you know, like that's not that's not on offer, is it? Haven't seen it yet. Uh, not been one of the reactions that I've seen. <laughs> I, I, sure, no, but but is not on offer a the gold watch. The gold watch is conceivably on offer, and this is why it's their those assholes actions that are making this happen, right? Like if okay. they had done the gold watch strategy, which is like we love you again, not bulwark friendly. To, I wouldn't have liked it. I still might have teased him on Twitter, but. But nice job, Mr. Trump. Great four years. You moved the party in a MAGA direction, but like, what? You know, too much baggage. Okay, maybe maybe some of these guys are out to get you, but a little bit too much baggage. We're gonna give you a nice retirement. Enjoy Mar-a-Lago. Good luck with the witch hunt, and we're gonna move on to somebody else. I I think that that could have worked. I, we we probably will never know because these guys are all so weak. Um, but, but who knows, they're going to come to us. It's just pathetic. I mean, I, I, it's, I mean, it's, you guys are making me sad talking about it, but watching it on Twitter, it was, I was kind of giddy. It's just like <laughs> watching these guys come to his defense. It's like, really? You don't have to do this. Yeah. You, I'm just going to say, I, I do it's think it's worth, worth parsing the statements from DeSantis and Kevin McCarthy a little bit more because they are not defending Trump outright. They're not saying Trump is innocent. He's earned our trust. He's done nothing wrong. Like I'm looking at Kevin's statement right now. Alvin Bragg has irreparably damaged our country in an attempt to interfere in our presidential election, blah, blah, blah. He frees violent criminals. They're just attacking Alvin Bragg. They're not saying we trust Donald Trump's business records, et cetera, et cetera. Like there is a difference there that in a way that they're hedging their bet. I don't give them any credit 
But I do think it's interesting that DeSantis also took the attack the Soros funded prosecutor route and he only made his like little extradition announcement after Trump said he surrendered. That's not you're right. That's not what Jesse Waters, Tucker, Hawley. Right. Yes. There's a difference. But like Kevin is walking a line, which is pretty transparent to me. That's true. So, uh, Sarah, we did, how much did you guys talk in focus groups over the last several weeks about indictment stuff? Yo, so let me tell you something. I told Bill and Amanda this today in person because I saw them. So anybody who's been following me on the focus group stuff knows that there have been like actually some kind of, um, I don't know what you would call them, but like demarcation lines. So when the January 6th committee started, I went from seeing about half a gr- of any group of two-time Trump voters saying they want to see Trump run again in 2024 but all of a sudden I had several groups where zero people wanted him to run again in 2024. And it was so different that it was notable. And then from that January 6th point on, and it also coincided with the Ron DeSantis boomlet. And so not only were people, it wasn't like they were watching the January 6th committee and saying, boy, uh, now I'm convinced Trump is guilty. They weren't oh, doing Don't that. do a voice. Don't Be respectful, Sarah. Don't do I your do dumb voice. voter voice. That they didn't say that they thought that, that that was what was changing them. But like, there was this impression that he had too much baggage and there was somebody else that they wanted to move on to, which was Ron DeSantis. And from that point on, you got almost half the group of any group, at least, that wanted DeSantis to be the nominee. And that accelerated after the 2022 losses to the point where I was getting tons of groups where everybody was pro-DeSantis. If you didn't screen for high favorability for Trump, if you just did a, hey, you voted for Trump twice, no other screen, that group was predominantly going for DeSantis. Last night, for the first time in months, we had a two-time, no-screen Trump voter group that broke for Trump. And that's just one but it's the first one in months and months. And I think that one of the reasons that I am the way that I am about these indictments is that- Wonderful. Yes, no, no, no. But the, the, one, the one reason I think I like worry uh, is that I genuinely think that John, Donald Trump, like I just see this vision of Donald Trump becoming president again. And I see the path so clearly. And one of the ways you get there is that- Like, here's the question. Do you think tonight Donald Trump is unhappy he's getting indicted or happy he's getting indicted? Unhappy. Unhappy. I I think he's happy. Mixed. But who thinks he's unhappy? Just to make Sarah's point very simply, which is the way JBL made it in the newsletter the other day. I mean, if this increases Trump's chances of being the nominee, which it may well, I'm not certain, but it probably does, we're saying, I think here. And if the Republican nominee, even if it's Trump has a 40% chance of being president once he's nominee of being the next president of the United States, if you really think it's horrible, horrible, horrible for the country to have Donald Trump elected president of the United States, which I think we all do, and if you think it's bad, but not quite as horrible for Ron DeSantis to be president, it, that's the doubt. That is a, a true dark lining to this otherwise timbler esque silver cloud. I, and, and it is true. I mean, it's a, I mean that's your point. And it's, a very, it's a, just a fair analytical point. It's not a psychological point. It's just a political point. It's a political point about the way that things work, right? So what happens now? 100% of media attention on Donald Trump. One thing. Two things. All of the Republican nominees come to the defense of Donald Trump. And the way you guys are parsing this 
DeSantis isn't saying he's done. I don't think that matters, right? DeSantis learned a lesson. He got a brushback pitch on you better come to this guy's defense. And so he's putting out statements right now that's like, I'm going to go after Bragg. I'm going to say we're not going to extradite. What does that mean? That puts DeSantis in the number two slot, in the beta slot, in the I'm defending Trump slot, not in the, uh, I, when I'm president, I'll pardon him. Whoever said that is genius because that is how he should be. And instead- That would be Amanda, Amanda Carpenter. Yeah, that's right. Amanda's <laughs> right. She should be somebody's comms director because that is exactly the right position. Instead, uh, the I won't extradite means Trump is playing a tune and Ron DeSantis is dancing. Okay. And as long as that's happening, as long as you got all the media attention on him, all the Republicans defending him. And then the third place, a bunch of Republicans who thrive on the grievance, thrive on the idea of uh, we got to fight the deep state. We got to fight the Dems. What The rally around Trump effect is real. Now, how long can that last? I don't know. There's a lot of green here, a lot of room to play. But this is this is all Donald Trump wanted was all eyes on him. And now they are. Yeah. Quick, quick rebuttal. Sarah is right. This does help him politically, but I maintain he's unhappy because this is not a political problem. This is a legal problem. And that is the difference that Ron DeSantis and Kevin McCarthy are making in their statements. They're not defending him in the legal merits. They're attacking him. They're attacking the process in a way that benefits them politically. Like Donald Trump can't get a pardon from for this, right? Actually, he can't, although DeSantis can still promise one, you know, for everything later. Not for state, not for state. Right, right. Crime. But I'm just saying not like, even this is out of Trump's for this hands. crime. So it's it's not really relevant in yeah, terms the, of he, yeah, but the he media can be convicted and be president. You know? Yeah, he can milk it, but this actually doesn't help him get out of his problem. All right, I'm done. If it's a real legal problem, it's not so clear how big as how serious a legal problem it is. But your idea, man, is brilliant. And I'm very worried now that DeSantis, like I give him about 20 minutes, just when we get off this live stream, about 9, 10 Eastern time, DeSantis will modify, will, will send out a new tweet to, that, that when he's president, he intends to pardon Donald J. Trump. <laughs> I, I, that's so much smarter what you said than what he said. He did nothing wrong. He can't do that yet because he's not running because of the, that, that little resign to run law. But there's some news on that. No. So right before we went on on the air, uh, the DeSantis campaign, they know they they submitted their, you know, hey, we want to change the resign to run law. So (laughs) they did it literally five minutes before. we. I think you just tweet if I choose to run and if I then become president, I will pardon Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) So I uh, can we talk briefly about the surrender? Because I it makes me very nervous. Actually, um, I assume that there will be some stand back and stand by truthing coming out of the president's office. Uh, I I expect it to be at best a circus and at worst kind of scary. Uh, I suspect he will all ask people to be out in the streets around there so that he has his supporters Uh, I mean, he will orchestrate this and turn it into a media event because that's what he does. Uh, And and also, by the way, this is why he chooses to surrender. And he said that because he wants to to control the environment, control the situation around it. Uh, That makes me a little bit nervous. I think bad things could happen. Uh, It makes me nervous anytime we start worrying about like cops following orders, frankly, Uh, I don't know. And then there's like the silly thing about what's he going to do in his mugshot. I maintain he will go for the Mussolini jut jaw the way he did during his COVID balcony media appearance. 
But uh, so what am I just being a, a stupid worry wart about the surrender day or, you know, is that all just going to be like, it'll be quiet, you know, we'll, we'll get a mugshot and then nobody will even know he was in, in and out of New York. Or is there ha- more there? I have a halfway thought on this, which is so one of the things that that percolated uh, when Trump floated the idea that he was going to get arrested and then didn't or going to get indicted and then didn't. A bunch of people in the chats, the chats that all came alive for January 6th, they all said, don't go to the streets. It's a trap. Right. Mm-hmm. So post January 6th, there's this weird sense now that like they're trying to trap them and put them in jail. And so like, yeah, the the FBI and trappers were dressed as fake Antifas. Right. Or, yeah. No. But I do wonder if the idea that like a bunch of January 6th protesters went to jail is acting as a legitimate disincentive at the moment toward political violence. We're all worried about political violence and a lot of irresponsible people are going to foment political violence, but it is interesting to watch the chats basically be like, don't do this. It's a trap. They'll get you. Yeah. Also January 6th. I mean, I I'm worried about like a one-off attempt against some kind of building Timothy McVeigh style type thing, but I'm not worried about another mob incident of mob violence because going to January 6th, Trump's people's had, they had such a command of the city layout. They they did numerous protests, staging events beforehand where they felt confident, um, you know, how to gather, how to work the police, how to work perimeters. I mean, they, they had practiced essentially several times going into New York or Florida is just a different ball game. And they haven't, they just haven't had time to practice. But I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in this particular instance. It could be actually fairly quiet and maybe trump wants to look pseudo statesmanlike. he gets the best of all worlds as being the object of persecution and will be for the next year but he gets to sort of be a little bit more restrained to give a little more of a bridge to the establishment guys to talk themselves into being you know for trump this time but the number of times they will be over the next six months when well the next year and a half where violence is possible whether encouraged by trump or you know, to be fair, sort of, well, taken advantage of by others who don't necessarily listen to Trump or think Trump really wants us to do this, even if he says he doesn't want to do this, or Roger Stone tells him to do this. And the number of places there could be violence, given you'll have a Georgia indictment, presumably, and then the D.C. indictments, and there's there'll be things happening elsewhere, uh, the number of rallies that could explode, the number of assaults there could be on, I mean, I, I'm very worried about the general atmosphere of political violence we could have over the next year and a half. As you Amanda, I, you and I discussed this. I think on a on a gloomy uh, live stream a couple of weeks ago, JBL. So. Yeah, I think we did. Amanda, what are your thoughts? Oh well, I just you know, I I think we all should be vigilant and worried, but I, th- I think it's sort of different now because it's not just Trump that's saying things like this will rip the country apart. You know, like other people, they're not, you know, who is Josh Hawley was just on Fox. I forget what he said. Like the country will be on fire. Like they they sort of take this passive approach. As if the violence is inevitable. It will be on fire. It's yeah. like a forest fire, Amanda. Sometimes yeah, when the conditions are really dry and the sun comes out and the wind kicks up, it just happens. Yeah. And so that's just a weird thing that, you know, Trump isn't stoking it. Everyone's just saying like, well, this is going to happen. And that could become a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't. Pollyanna Tim is here. It's like, <laughs> it's possible that nobody gives a fuck about him. I think that's. I just... Like, I, I, I do think that there is dwindling number mm-hmm. of uh, that, like people who care. I think that, that there is a there's a big group of people who emotionally are like, hey, 
he's getting a raw deal and the deep state's coming for conservatives and the conservatives are the victimized group now. I think there's a big group of people that feel that way. How big is the group of people that's like, I'm going to go sit outside DA Bragg's office and protest. I'm going to like, I think that's a pretty, I don't know. I think that's a dwindling. Staten number. Island is right there. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what? You know what was a good thing? What was a good thing is that the Justice Department got a thousand people convicted for storming the Capitol. And if you're an all essential human being, people. you might say, I'd kind of like to protest, but oof, I don't know, 18 months in jail, that's a little rough. I mean, I do think to be very old fashioned conservative, like Law these things, that is a deterrent, you know. Yeah, but the growing movement that the system is, you know, twisted against conservatives, of course, this has always been happening, but it is it is repeated, I mean, not even in the hour. And places in MAGA media. It's minute by minute. The leftists are going to destroy the country and come after you, you know, and we have to fight back. No rules anymore. That's a new thing for Marjorie Taylor Greene. What is it? No rules, no something. Uh, the gloves are off, no rules. And then there's something else they've been saying um, that seems to be gaining steam. Like we can do whatever we want. Like it's, you know, it's on. It's all vengeance and retribution, et cetera. So what about the dynamics? in in politics does this sort of just freeze everything until we see what's going like you know does everybody now go into uh well we got to see what's in this indictment and then well we got to see what the next indictments are in the sequencing and then well we got to see the timing of any trials or so does everything get frozen or do things still move do things here's here's my question for you bill is this destabilizing or stabilizing I think more destabilizing because it's not as if there are four days in which there are four indictments. Six months after each of these days, there's a trial that happens. There's a million things that happen. New de- new witnesses emerge. New charges are made. New people argue something else. Someone else pops up, and I think it just becomes crazy, basically. You know, so I I mean, it could we could end up where we are. I wouldn't be like wildly surprised if in December, when we have our live stream, the poll numbers are kind of similar to what they are today. And he hasn't been convicted of anything, of course, he hasn't gotten to trial yet. And it's boring legal appeals. But I feel more the opposite, that it could be, we, we don't know. It, it could be total, and you could have a riot somewhere. And what does it take? One riot, one per, one Ashley Babbitt, and suddenly it all really goes into Looney Tunes, 1968, Chicago convention type stuff. I mean, it's not like these things, they don't you don't know they're happening until they you know happen sort of so i'm pretty much on the destabilizing side you know how about you guys the rest of you i agree I, with bill in large part just because we don't know but I, I i the one thing i can i feel like i can sort of anticipate is what the media environment looks like if you're dropping indictment after indictment and then uh even even what, like i just watched what happened when we thought trump was going to be indicted over the last two weeks it's all we talked about. It will be all that we talked about. It will be like in the middle of the Mueller investigation, only there'll be five of them and they will involve things like Trump being perp walked and mugshotted and high drama. And the first time in history, this has happened. And I think that's why there's sort of like this political benefit of Trump takes up all the oxygen, but it will also be, um, it will create just like a bunch of dynamics that we can't anticipate. One of them being that Trump is actually in so much legal peril that there's a lane for other people. And the other being that Trump is sucking up so much oxygen that there is no lane for other people. And like, I actually don't know what that is. I just have one thing I want to say though, before, in case I don't say anything else, it is not going to be, despite whatever the political dynamics might be, 
the only people who we will be who will be responsible for electing Trump oh, in yeah. 2024 <laughs> is Republican primary voters who vote for him. I got it. I will tell you the Eric Eric's the number of people right now who are tweeting things like <laughs> you just elected Donald Trump, New York D.A. I feel like JBL. I want to do. Oh. I want to do. Oh, no. I want to be. I have very. I have big, big mad. Oh no! Big oh, mad. You, you, you I turned big, her dark. What you nope. do, JPL? I have big mad on this. Which I is broke the Sarah. Idea, the personal Ooh. responsibility party saying that it is the Democrats' fault <laughs> that, that Donald you know, Trump gets elected I, I, is crazy. the most insane thing. I know it's crazy, but Republican primary voters in Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina could just be like, you know, we're not into it. They might we're have agency. We're not no, into it. They could is... do that. That'd be fine. They could do that. And their political leaders could tell them, you know, maybe you shouldn't be into that because he's behaved badly for 40 years. And now he's finding out. Um, I do think the, the one political, my political comment to JBL's question about stabilize or destabilize, <laughs> the one area where I do think that it could stabilize is just if you're like, and, so, and this may end up helping DeSantis. If you're in DeSantis turf right now, like he was you know just floundering like just grasping around like what do i say do i attack him do i not attack him and now it's kind of like maybe we just sort of let this all play out till august right like let him let you know let's see what happens with all these indictments i don't really have to think about whether i'm going to go after him and criticize him on this ukraine or this issue or that issue for a little while i can just do the whole what amanda was talking about like the 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 liberal elites are coming for us and they're coming for you and i can just do that thing for a little while i, I do think that it might buy him and the others a little bit of time um to just kind of focus on okay the real bad guy now is these da's these black da's um and so you know that that gives them a little breathing room but um but no i like it, it is all preposterous you know we sit here and I think that you can just take a moment to appreciate that we have to sit here and put on like these like Earth Seven brains. You have to put in this brain that's like, I wonder what might what what might help. <laughs> Would it might might it help Donald Trump that, that there are six different indictments coming yeah. down on his head? No. Right? That, he, that he's a stone cold democracy. <laughs> that he put his mushroom dick in a porn star. Oh my God! Stop saying like, that. Oh, please. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> You're embarrassing, yeah, Bill. Like, it's all crazy. It's like uh, I love watching Bill blush. Are... Uh, so I yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm just using what Stormy said. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. It's been great. I'm so. Bill's just reading. <laughs> no, Bill, Tim is just here. reading just, from the sealed indictment. Uh, uh, so listen, let, let me let me take the opposite yeah. side of this. I wrote a piece for us some time ago that uh, got a lot of clicks. Not that I keep track and score, but uh, about how the Republican universe has become a, an almost pure attention economy, and so I. Maybe that is true. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it was true once, but it's not now. But if it's the case, and I think it kind of is, uh, I don't think that DeSantis and company can sit back and do nothing. I, I, I think that doing that and letting Trump monopolize every news cycle from now until August is is not good for them. And uh, I don't know what the alternative is, um, which is one of the reasons why they have I to go commit their own crimes. <laughs> yes he needs to go and find some refugees that he can torture live on tv or something um 
but uh but i don't i don't know am i being too cynical about this about that i'm just looking at how republican political dynamics have emerged over the last five years just in terms of what does it take to win republican races whether you are in pennsylvania running for governor or uh or running for senate or whether you are in arizona running for office like it's, you have to be able to dominate people's attention by being as outlandish as possible. And that if you do that, it's going to be okay. Right. I mean, the, 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 it's all got the fame has an absolute value sign around it. Here's no. the thing. If the whole case that the Republican party is all in on is that they can go after Trump, they can go after you. They have to find a way to free Trump or expunge him of these charges. So they are trapped in this cycle. I, I would say that's stabilizing in a negative way. Like this freezes everything because they are forced into defending him and seeing it through. Like, I don't even know if, they, like, I'm going to keep saying, like, I don't know if there's really going to be a Republican primary because they're all going to be forced in trying to, if Donald, if they believe Donald Trump did nothing wrong, how can they stand for him to be, yeah. you know, prosecuted by the system? That's they an are point. in a defensive, submissive position to him as they have been since 2015, but this time it's worse. And all Biden has to do is say, no comment, we're going to let the legal system play out. And I think that I, I think it could work pretty well for Biden. And that's exactly why No Labels needs to run a third candidate, because exactly. we have these two, no these two parties which are so outside of the bounds. Look, you have Donald Trump, who's been indicted, <laughs> and Joe Biden, who won't even comment on an ongoing legal proceeding. Don't My imagine. God, Nancy Jacobson, let's let's get get a real nonpartisan alternative out there. Yes, for America. JBL, I've been meaning to say this to you all day. Yeah. Oh. I watched yesterday the no labels three minute, three I and a half minute two. ad. What was okay. it? Amanda, you this is what the they're kid. this is their sizzle reel that they're showing to donors, right? Yeah. So here's what's amazing. They're like, it's that nobody talks. So you have to read the whole thing, which, by the way, already they're dealing with globalists because you have to read the whole thing. No one's actually talking. Uh, okay. But at one point it's like, if we need like a panic button, if we need a way out and they show Trump, you know, Trump's the nominee. And then they're like, and then they show AOC and who else do they show? But it's like AOC, they show a bunch of Democrats who guess what? Bernie Sanders. Bernie is one of them. Yeah. Bernie is one of them. Oh, Oh, it's AOC and Bernie. They show a bunch of Democrats who are absolutely not running for the Democratic nomination. It is the most, it is the most it, gobsmacking, live in a fantasy world, asinine thing that only an insane billionaire could be like, oh yeah, if it's Trump and AOC, we're really going to need a third party option. When is that happening? You know, I turned it on actually thinking I was going to see like some messaging document. And it, I was so distracted by the music, like it was some like Elton John garbage. I, I just I couldn't I just well the music changes it. three times. There's yeah, three tonal it's, shifts. It's like yeah, it's like dramatic, scary. No, you know one something. Thing. It's like clockwork orange theme, clockwork orange theme, and then it's like Rocky theme. <laughs> but one no, no information. People who don't label themselves politically could all agree on is that a sorry, Alton John. You know, a umpteen time indicted coup attempting maniac shouldn't be the president again. Maybe that was that should just be that a good, be good effort for no labels. They could work with. I don't know the Republican Accountability Project on that. You yeah. might or maybe they could make a case that the, the all these indictments are about his election criminality. 
No. All right, guys, uh, good show, long show. Sarah and I have to do this all again in 11 hours, and I have to go into a chat with thousands of questions from you people. No. So <laughs> go. Guys, the secret show should just be you answering the chats live yeah. and getting feedback from Sarah. Really? You oh, get, yeah. That would be funny. thing I ever write. She's not going to read my AMA. Well, no, like, no, 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 no. As you're answering them, you're just asking Sarah for feedback you know, to the questions. And, you know, it's just kind of like a line. I don't, I don't want to ask her feedback because she'd be too harsh. And she'd be like, oh, that's your answer, bro. And I'm like, oh, cry. I'm going to ask him stupid questions like, who's your favorite Star Wars character? And I'm going to be like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, guys. Uh, happy indictment Thursday. We'll Woo! see you all again next week. Thanks for coming first out. First indictment. Happy first indictment for those who observe. <laughs>